Rock and Flux, and I am joined today by Cameron from um, the band The Infinity Ring. Cameron, thank you for being with, here with me today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I always start out with, with this question. Can you kind of give me a little bit of an introduction of The Infinity Ring and how it kind of came to be and you got started with that band? Yeah. This project had been something I was uh, working on for a long time. You know, to say that it came together during the pandemic would probably be truthful. I had a lot more time to sit down and uh, focus on bringing certain songs to light that I'd been sort of on the back burner for a while. Sorry, what, what was the full extent of the question? Well, just like how, so kind of how you got started. So, you know, you were, you had some music. So have you always been recording music on your own? Did this start out as just like a solo project you know and then it became like a full because you have other band members right that it's yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah, so kind of um, you know how it evolved th- yeah thanks for reiterating that um yeah it, it it did start sort of as um a solo endeavor um a lot of the songs were just kind of simply painted on an acoustic guitar you know had different renditions of them um you know been playing music for a while so brought in some trusted people that I really, you know, appreciate their opinion and uh, organically just kind of built out these songs to be more of like a full band performance. And so when we went to, you know, record later material, that's why I brought in extra members and such. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's pretty layered, your music. And I know it falls under like goth industrial, but it's very experimental as well. What made you want to delve into that type of music, especially from the experimental side? Because it's very different. Yeah, um, I'd say it comes from maybe just like the eclectic amount of music I listen to. You know, I wouldn't say when I was writing it initially, I had some genres are really weird and hard for me. So like, I, I necessarily don't care for them. So it's like, yeah, I didn't have like a giant, uh, I, I, I knew in my mind more or less where the songs were going. Um, I, I'm appreciative that it reads as something more experimental and maybe unique or different. But that being said, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about that in the, in the beginning process. Um, I do attribute some of its development to the other, the other members that play with as well, you know, cause there were certain times that I would bring insanely simple skeletons to the table maybe it's like a you know the song has a full structure there's words you know for four minutes of the song but um when it comes to layering like you had mentioned um there's a lot of trust in this project you know it's like I, i i definitely allow freedom of all the of all the members to kind of interpret their initial reactions off like what i present yeah it's interesting to me to hear that you started it on guitar too, because it sounds like, you know, some of the sounds that you create in there, like for example, your first EP that you released in, in 2021 Bloodfire, um, some of the music, it almost has like a dark, like staticky sound to it. And so, I mean, how do you all kind of come up with the creation of those types of, of different sounds that maybe people haven't necessarily made or thought of before? Sure. Um, a lot of us 
especially I can attribute like Matt uh, and myself are into a lot of electronic music as well, whether it's more like drone or dark ambient noise adjacent stuff. And speaking to that blood fire release, um, that was all recorded on a task cam. So just a um, running analog synthesizers. That release actually is funny. It's more, more of like a, um, meant to be like an expressive outlet than it is something to like deeply interpret. Um, but yeah. Okay. So if you were speaking of that, so if you were to, to tell someone, like if someone said, I've never listened to the infinity ring before, what should I start out listening to? What would you suggest to them? Great question. Um, I'm really proud of the newest material uh, that we just put out. So I'd probably suggest starting. um, The album does have a cohesive movement or cadence through it. Um, I would suggest starting with the first track, probably, which is Crown of Stars. Uh, I feel as if that song encompasses a lot of elements, not only used throughout on that album, but um, that it kind of mirrors a direction we're moving a little bit as a project too, as we've been writing new material and yeah. such. So. Yeah. I have some questions about um, that album specifically, but let's give that song a listen. Also, the one thing I wanted to ask you from what you were saying before. So 
you know, you were saying that the other members have really brought a lot to the table. When you're writing songs, do you still do a lot of that alone and then bring it to them? Or do you all get together and try to like write as a group? It's a great question. Yeah. um, I'd say it's a culmination of both for Nemesis and Nativity, our newest album. Um, A lot of that was songs that I wrote more or less just like on an acoustic guitar by myself and had brought to the band, you know, those songs, I had a very strong uh, line of sight in mind of like where they were going um, and what the end picture should probably look like or something. That being said, some of them evolved and into more like grandiose ideas, like bigger, I guess, than, and what I was interpreting, which is awesome. And um, yeah, a lot of that I would attribute to working out with the, the rest of the members um, in like a live rehearsal setting. Okay, that makes sense. So you released Nemesis and Nativity, which that's your most recent album. And you released that in April of this year. And I could be, it could just be my interpretation um, when I'm listening to it. But a lot of the songs on that it almost sounds like a dark Western in some respects. And I don't know if I'm like completely off on that or if like, because of what you were saying before, like was there an, like a thought process? Cause it almost sounds like it could be um, like a soundtrack to something like if you've ever seen Westworld um, on the, like that was I'm a familiar. Yeah. yeah. So like there was this like whole character of like the man in black. And I feel like if they had something about that, like that music could go with that character. And to your point, like the songs do flow together. Well, am I just like completely like mishearing that? No, 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 I appreciate it because this band does sound, you know, it's hard for me. I, I have obviously my interpretation of what I believe some of these songs sound like, but I think the beautiful part, with not only music, like art in general is, you know, it's only yours until you put it out there. And then it's like, you know, my opinion versus whoever's ears it lands upon. Um, but I can see the adjacency in that. Um, I love a lot of old country music, love Western music. I, I appreciate the, um, the reference to films. Um, a lot of times I love, I love, nothing more than hunkering down on a weekend and just watching a couple good films like to myself. Um, I, I feel as if in age, as I get older and the world feels so busy with a lot of, uh, information, I would say, um, I, I try to not always necessarily, if if I'm seeking inspiration, you know, I, I should say that sometimes it comes and sometimes it's worth seeking, but if I am seeking it, I don't always necessarily look in 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 other music. Um, I, I like to try to be inspired by films or, you know, pick up a book that may may feel thought provoking and things of that nature. Well, because, I mean, art comes in many forms, right? So, it, you know, it's inspiration can come from from any of that. But it, it was really interesting to me because I as I listened, I almost felt like it could be a movie score. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah. And I also noticed that like some of your music is instrumental, but then some of it does have lyrics. How do you decide which songs you want to put vocals to versus not putting a vocal to? It, yeah, that one's tough. My thing is, I 
sometimes lyrics or words will come to me instantly, like almost while I'm writing. Um, and sometimes they don't, I'm sure that's, that happens for a lot of maybe songwriters or something for me. I try to a lot with this, this, um, material work off like an instinctual and have like a bias. So if it is just not happening almost out the gates, like if I'm not feeling or seeing some sort of direction that like words, I I try to not even really view the vocals as some upfront more as like an instrument or an addition to the group, less of like a steal the show spotlight kind of situation. So yeah, I I think it's pretty instinctual. Um, Sometimes just songs will drone on and ideas will drone on. And if nothing is coming to me, I pretty confidently can assess the situation and realize what the material is communicating that there's probably no, no need to, um, to project a voice over, over the material at that moment. Yeah. Okay. What's your pup's name? I, I see him or her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've been petting her over here. <laughs> I always want attention. What, yes, what's her name? Coach Lemon. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's yeah. She, I whenever I'm doing anything around talking and something like this, she, I think they she always can tell. Yeah. They're, she, like, they're like little kids. Yeah. I, I love, love dogs. So that's, yeah. that's nice. Um, so one thing I, I did want to ask you too. So the name infinity ring, when I was trying to look you all up, have people ever commented to you that it's very hard to Google your band with that name? You sometimes out of, you know, no one's ever told me I've noticed it on small. It's because of jewelry. Um, yeah. Sure. Cause of jewelry and stuff. Um, yeah. People, um, you know, no one's necessarily told me I've noticed that, um, it was a name I, I take a lot of, I would call them more like journals. Um, and that was one that I had circled. I think I wrote it down in 2017 and I kept, I kept circling back to that name. So yeah, there's not like some grandiose idea behind it. Um, I think it represents something. I feel like it represents something. I picture it as something more like beautiful and, um, inclusive like like the i picture it more of like a ring and then how more appropriate that the project developed into a bunch of members and right yeah it's i just had to make sure that i put band or or like musical band because otherwise it was just like giving me rings there's so much music nowadays where i'm like how how do people i know i, I feel like i i love wordplay and sometimes i'm just like damn, well, like people, you know, there's band names of just individual vegetables and stuff. I know. Well, it's like the band health. They they even said like when they came up with the name health, it was like the most, they wanted to think of the most like common thing that somebody could say. And it's the same problem with them. Like if you try to Google them, you have to put band. So, you know, but it, it is what it is. If you really, if people will figure it out, like nowadays you can, figure out how to find what you need I to give find. people credit. Yeah. They're people are smart. We give them credit for. Right. Sure. So uh, one thing I also wanted to ask you, especially with your style of music is like, how do you all prepare for a live show? And how does that compare to the recorded version of your music? Totally. Um, yeah. So we've shifted different, I, I'll consider them like modes, right? So 
we usually operate as what we consider like our rock our rock group is more two guitars drums bass a keyboard player and through the course of since probably 2020 till present day we go in and out of um introducing live strings so we have we will be performing at our next shows and our our last couple prior shows we had played with um marissa nadler about a month ago and we had some strings in the set as well as in preparation pretty standard we get in a room sometimes we'll just jam for a while and just let like if 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 the energy is good and there's like some creative energy there um we do like to take ideas in the set and stretch them so if a song begins to feel i hesitate to use the word boring but more like predictable or something i think back to the people's perceptions i think people can or i myself feel this way i i can like notice when a song feels i don't know lackluster or something or the if the band is not excited to be performing it's like hard to probably enjoy it you know right Uh, right so there will be modes where we'll be playing and someone will be like, does this just feel like, or is this part a little tired? And we will like, what do you do? Like, do you improvise when you're playing? Sometimes. Yeah. Or we'll open up space and be like, what if this certain section, there is necessarily no certain time block. And we, I hesitate to use the word like jam. I consider what we do is more of like a, like meditative repetition and just kind of see what happens. And then, you know, we're also not too, too proud to when those moments happen, really like some things stick, you got to throw stuff at the wall and some of it sticks. Some of it's like, you know, can be lackluster as well. So. Well, and like, you know, I think especially with instrumental songs, like you have to be really involved in like how you arrange the song do you pay a lot of attention to that and kind of like, how do you approach that? And then when you're playing it live, do you like, to your point, do you kind of change those arrangements around? Yeah, for sure. I listen to a lot of instrumental music or a lot of, uh, I guess like for lack of better term, like what feels like improvised music, Appalachian guitar music, stuff like that, that it's pretty apparent while you're listening to it, that it was an emotion turned into a song or like a conscious act of playing for an extended period of time and just captured. So, you know, I try to not even overanalyze those things either. So, you know, when, when arranging it live, I feel like I keep going back to just like the word, like feel, but we, for, for simple example, like a part could sound really great recorded at a certain bpm on an album and when you try to translate that live it might feel too fast or something so the idea could be let's lay back a little on this part live and kind of like swing it more and like leave more latency so yeah there's a lot of instances that that those conversations come up if something doesn't feel like i guess authentic to what we're attempting to do and I feel like some of your music almost has like it could almost like have like a haunting feel to it. 
Um, and I know you were talking about like emotional aspects of that. How, what kind of like feelings go into your songs when you're writing? And like, how does playing and writing some of those more maybe like haunting feeling pieces affect you when you listen back to it? And then also when you perform that? Yeah, um, it's an interesting one. With a lot of the material we perform, I would say I really do my best to capture. I picture everything sort of like a vacuum, right? So if I have like a, a, some form of an idea, whether it starts on a guitar, or it's could be as simple as a chord on a piano or something. Lyrically, sort of how I was answering your instrumental question. If 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 an emotion is not evoked then it's probably not worth moving forward and trying to work this song out or something. I'm not someone who does that. I don't, and, and it works for others, but just for myself personally, I don't fall into, I'm not like a demo person that demos out, you know, 10 versions of a song before I, I kind of just base it on the initial emotion. If something's there, you know, maybe to your point of saying that it feels you know, I believe you use the word haunting and it's, I, I view a lot of, a lot of the lyrical content to be also moderately like uplifting, but I think there's a nice juxtaposition there of like, if it's a, for lack of a better term, like a dark emotion or a dark feeling of a song with empowerment words or affirmations kind of spoken over it. Um, and yeah, you know, doing it live, um, I think there's certain there's certain instances that I can feel like the audience is really enjoying it. And in those, um, I think it feels it feels nice to have it projected forward and like received. So honestly, for me, it's you know, I'm not although certain topics may be fairly vague and, and personal to me. It's it's a positive feeling or something comforting to me. It can be well received. My least favorite thing is when lyricists or vocalists um I'll use the word like digest lyrics or song meanings sometimes. You know, not necessarily all the time, but but a lot of the times I feel like the the important of a of the song is is back to that vacuum of emotion once you've captured that that is for you know the listener the peer to interpret which whichever way is important to them and i'm i'm sure other people can relate like there's certain songs that it's not about what you think it would be about sure once it's digested you're like wow that picture i had painted in my head was much more beautiful than, you know, yeah. what, whatever. But I think that's the beauty of music is that like people can interpret it how it, however it applies to them, you know? Absolutely. And look at, you know, physical art the exact same way. You know, if, if a person were to stand around in the Jeffrey Deich Museum and point out what every single piece is about or emotion is behind it, it might feel a little less impactful on the initial something so that's true so um you have some shows coming up right and then do you all are you writing new music and what where are your um is it a tour or is it just a few shows that you're doing 
we have a tour in uh, the West Coast. We we leaving actually Monday. Yeah, excited to go over there. Uh, I've been multiple times, but never at this project. So it should be um, should be fun. Excited to just uh, explore and share some tunes with some people that have possibly never been able to get to a show or hear it. And the dates are listed on your social media. Um, like people can find all that. Okay. Um, and what else, is there anything else that you would like people to know as far as like an update goes for, for what you all have coming up? I I mean, you just released the album in, in April. April. So yeah, we have, we've been working on new material. Um, we kind of never stop in that sense. And, you know, being a band for four years, um, maybe that will change. Um, but yeah, we have a handful of, um, new material that we've also been slowly chipping away at um we're actually kind of introducing one of those songs a skeletonish version of it into the shows we have coming up so excited to kind of play that and people perceive it and hopefully everyone enjoys it yeah i guess the only thing i would say is you know if you have some extra financial income um you know grab the record profound lore record would very much appreciate it. What formats do you all have available? Vinyl or? Yeah. Vinyl and digital. Um, so whichever, whoever prefers. Yeah, definitely. Um, and this is a question that I always ask everyone. So I want to ask you as well. Um, the whole premise of the show, and it's not really necessarily about genre. It's just about the term. Cause I think I, I actually like the term rock because I think it is so un all-encompassing um but it's like the term rock is dead what are your thoughts on people saying that if 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 rock like it as in is rock and roll dead is it a question yeah oh i don't think so no okay no i i i like the term rock as well i mean i just tell people we're a rock band at this point it, it covers so much and like i always say I mean, for me, at least, it's more of an attitude and like it's walking your own path. It's doing things the way you feel are, are you know, relevant to you. And it's, you know, that's to me what that's all about. So, but, you know, now the the younger generations sometimes say that it's it's dead or, you know, whatever else. And I think it's very much alive. It's just different, maybe. I think it's alive. It's to be, uh, maybe it's to be interpreted differently by a younger generation but i think i always see things work in little cycles so who knows maybe next maybe the next next generation it will be right well because like i mean you know the 90s and 80s sounds are like really becoming popular again i never thought i would see scrunchies again in my life but like they're on they're on people's wrists so um i was like i wore that as a kid and i don't want to do it again but you know so it's interesting how that does happen both with, you know, pop culture and music and style and everything else. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh man. That's funny. Well, <laughs> well thank you, Cameron, for, um, for being with he- me here today. I appreciate you um, taking the time to talk to me and to tell me about infinity ring. It's been a great conversation. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Of course.